everyone and welcome to the next episode in the Future People podcast. Today I'm joined again by Evie. Hi everyone, I'm Evie. Um, I'm going to be a Future People at Boundary Chambers um, in October and I'm the FPPC at ULAW currently. And I'm the equivalent role to Evie, um, but the Future People Programme Employability Coordinator and will also be starting a pupillage in crime at Exchange Chambers. So today we're going to do a whistle-stop tour of how to create a really good CV and cover letter. How exciting! So starting with CVs, because I think they often come first, it's good to have a really good CV um, at the ready to send off with applications. Place to start is about the structure of a CV. Um, So I think this can vary, but on the whole I would have your education first. Would you agree? I'd agree, I'd agree. Um, So education at the top and then with a legal CV and particularly a bar CV you then want a separate section and which is a legal experience section yeah um so what kind of things would be we looking for in there Evie in the legal experience section yeah so I'd always suggest put them in reverse chronological order so your most recent experiences first because they're likely to be the most relevant probably avoid repetition so maybe if you've got a very long list of mini pupillages, make them brief or pick the most relevant and the same with solicitor work experience, make them brief if you've got multiple or pick the most relevant. Um, Anything else in there? I guess you could have pro bono work in there, couldn't you, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything legal really in the header. So I'd put my mini pupillages in there as well. So things that are directly related to the law can go in your legal experience section. I think it's really good to have that. And then in a separate section, you'd want other experience or other work experience or employment history, something like that, where you still list your very relevant but non-legal experiences. So this is where you could put things like bar work um, or being working in um, retail, for example. And then with a few bullet points under that, explaining the responsibilities that you had and the skills that you developed. So you've got your education, you've got your legal experience, then you've got your other work experience. And now for but for the bar, it's really good to have another section on something like called something like meeting and advocacy Definitely. or public speaking. It's good to highlight that. And by having that as a heading, you're demonstrating straight away to um, the person you're sending your CV to that you've, you know what are important attributes of the bar and that you've got them. So what kind of things would we be putting under meeting public speaking? Yeah, so you definitely put in any meeting experience you've got. Um, again, try if you've got a really long list of things, pick the most relevant. Do reverse chronological order again. So meeting, mock trial, debating, maybe some drama. Um, what else could you have, Amy? Yeah, definitely. And um, just on the meeting point, if you've come a runner-up, put runner-up. Yes, um, definitely. Or if you're a finalist, put finalist. Same if you've won a debating competition. Maybe you've won a plea and mitigation competition. Anything that demonstrates your advocacy or public speaking ability, get that in there. And as you touched on, Evie, that can be something like drama. It doesn't need to be legal. Um, so have a think, rack your brains and think, what can you put in that public seat? speaking section do you put the specifics in there so make sure that whoever's reading the cv can identify where you did the competition what kind of level of competition it was so if it was a criminal moot at bar school you've made it clear which bar school what level of moot it was and anything that highlights to the reader that that moot was particularly competitive do feel free to slot that in as well absolutely um and then after 
meeting, debating, public speaking, whatever you decide to call it. You then might want to have a kind of an achievement section. I don't know if you kind of had something at the yes, bottom and like prizes, that. prizes, awards, then what would the other thing be? Publications, yeah. articles, anything that you've done that might highlight research skills or educational attainment. Or maybe, um, what are they called, Amy? Roles of responsibility. Yeah. Um, but... As sort of is a cliched statement, being a prefect at school kind of loses its value once you're applying for pupillage. So don't be including that. That's not necessarily relevant. Yeah. And I think you touched on scholarships. There's also a case for putting, so you've got your education and then after education, putting scholarships and awards as a separate section. Again, just thinking about what do I really want to highlight to the employee yeah. and the employer, sorry. So I actually had education, scholarships and awards where I'd put things like in a temple scholarship or maybe you've got a particularly solicitor scholarship um, and then going into my legal experience but then still at the end had that achievement section where I'd say things like walked 42 miles for charity or was a club captain at x y and yeah. z so those things are still still relevant um so I, I think that's kind of a, a whistle-stop tour of the kind of things you want to put on there anything to add Evie definitely I've seen a few CVs that I've looked at where the layout is what you typically find for non-legal companies so people putting their photo on their CV using different colors formatting for the bar be as traditional as you can get Arial or what's that other font everyone like Times New Roman and we love a bit Times Um, make it black and white yeah, don't use any fancy colours, don't use any sort of boxes, don't try and make it look really cool. It needs to be as traditional as you can get. Keep it simple, keep it clear, use the spacing. What's that spacing that everyone loves, Amy? Is it 1.5 times yeah. or something like that? Um, you want to be using 11 or 12 point font. Don't make the barrister sort of squeeze their eyes together to try and read your CV. Um, and never more than two pages, ever. Yeah, completely agree. Also, some people still have a personal profile on their CVs. I honestly, if you've got a lot of content to put on there, I would go straight into education. So do not, yeah, do not put that paragraph that summarizes yourself in the third person. You will alienate absolutely every person that picks that up. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think people won't read it. It's accessibility when it comes to a CV. Think, how can I make it as easy as possible for the person reading it to get what they need to know? Exactly. And how can I pitch myself um, to the best of my ability on these two pages? Um, so really quickly, then coming to a cover letter, which often accompanies said CV, um, I think let's stick with the bar. I mean, w- when do we usually write cover letters at the bar? Maybe you're applying for pupillage or mini pupillages. Yeah. And I think for me, there are three, th- three key things you want to cover. Why that chambers why barrister and why the area of law yeah uh, and then why you yeah so the kind of why chambers why area of law would probably come together um so, so then there's three key things why yeah. area of law why barrister and why you yeah i would definitely follow that um everybody always asks about the address in all honesty it's not going to make or break your application whether or not you include the address so don't over stress it just set it out as formally as you can Um, But they're really not going to be caring too much about those kinds of things. Make sure you get the content right. Yeah. And and structure it. Don't be afraid to use paragraphs to kind of split into those three points. Um, You want to make it, again, accessible, easy to read. If they can see clearly structured, you've got three paragraphs on why you're a good candidate, why the bar and why them. I think it will make it um, 
a more persuasive pitch. Never um, more than one page. Remember that too. And it's yours sincerely if you don't know who you're writing to. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's a nice whistle stop tour, Evie. Having covered CVs generally and cover letters, what when submitting a CV, must you check that you've done, Evie? So how I would always do it, my personal preference, is to write a very, very brief covering email. Make sure you're sending that email to the right inbox. Double check that. Include the clearest subject line you can possibly come up with. Usually your first name, your surname, dash what it is you're submitting for. And then when you've written your little covering email, you need to um, attach separately your CV and your cover letter, both clearly labeled with your first name, your surname, and either CV or cover letter. Whether you call it a CV or the full Latin name, um, up to you. They really won't care. Just make sure you spell that full Latin name correctly. Um, You don't really need to include that on the actual document itself. But again, it's not going to make or break your application. But do make sure you've included your contact details at the top of your CV. Okay, great. Thank you, Evie. So that's a quick whistle-stop tour of CV and cover letters. Please do join us next time for the next episode in the Future People podcast series. Bye, guys.